What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Star Wars Reviewed. We're here at the finale for now until they come out with a new Star Wars movie. But right now, this is it. We're talking episode nine, The Rise of Skywalker. This is awesome. All four of us got together. We watched this one in person. Tim never saw it until we sat down and watched this movie together. He stayed mostly spoil-free over the spoiler-free over the last two and a half years. It was quite the feat. We're going to get into all of it today, as we always do. We're going to talk box office, our opinions on the film, how we thought this wrapped up the Skywalker saga, etc. And of course, spoilers galore. I'm Josiah Leroy. With me today, Mr. Baba Yaga. John Fick, ready to talk some episode nine? I will say that watching this movie with you guys was the closest I've had to like a theater-like experience from home ever. Like it felt like going to the premiere of a movie with you know with our group of friends and like watching it again. So we'll talk about like how many times we've seen this, but I have not seen this movie very many times, and I haven't seen it in a very long time. So to 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 watch it again with you guys in person was was pretty fun. It was quite the experience. It was awesome. We talked about on the last episode of Hello There, which is our Kenobi show. How awesome John's sound system is! My goodness gracious, better than any theater I've ever been to in my entire life. Tim Talbot. Ready to talk some episode nine now that you've had about 24 hours to let this do? I, I still don't think that was enough time, if I'm being honest here. There's a lot to uh, take in, but I definitely have better thoughts than I did last night. So It's a lot to unpack, yeah. that is for sure. I've, we've got some, some good stories ahead. JT, welcome back to Star Wars Reviewed. You ready hello, to talk? Hello, hello, hello there. Uh, yeah, I'm ready to talk it. I'm ready to talk. I'm, I'm honestly very curious as to what Tim thinks. I, I don't know if he's going to really be able to to evaluate without watching a couple more times for sure i need to watch them all again right right <laughs> oh let's just three. let's just redo the whole series come on all right start it over <laughs> start it back jt that was great hello 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 there you just combined obi-wan kenobi with matthew mcconaughey good job so yes, sir. <sighs> rise of skywalker damn this is crazy because we got to the end here this is our 11th episode of star wars reviewed Hopefully you're you're tuning in live at twitch.tv slash the geekiverse. Get in the conversation with us. Leave your comments, react. We want to react to those comments as well. Maybe you're watching back at youtube.com slash the geekiverse or listening on podcast services wherever you listen to your podcasts. So lots and lots to unpack on this episode. I'm super excited to talk about it. What what a an awesome night we had last night getting together. I think it's only fitting. Uh, that we do a toast for this because we've got some some matching glasses, if I'm not mistaken here. Do we? Do we have do some we? matching glassware? Hello. Look at this. Courtesy of Mr. John Toronto, JT. The star of... I got the star of uh, Rise of Skywalker. I mine. mean, not <laughs> bad, you do. Not bad. John might, too. I don't know. Um, good stuff. So if you're listening... Uh, JT got us matching glasses from the Empire Strikes Back 1980 Burger King glasses. These are legit. They're in good shape. So, and what are we doing? Drinking some nice brewskis. Out this of is one of those things where it's like, I appreciate this gift. This is like one of the most thoughtful, awesome gifts I've ever gotten. But now I have to have them all. Damn it. Like you, you just cost me a lot of money, JT, because I want them all now. <laughs> Do, you know what? Do you know why I love this? I mean, yes, you're, you're right, John. And that it, it's very thoughtful. But to me, it's like the the four of us each have one of them. It's know? cool. Like it's that's cool. A special thing. It is so for sure. Throws the frisbee at mine. But other than that, it's gonna be really cool. To, to Don't put it in the range of a frisbee. Oh, it's guys, you're making me blush. Stop. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's really awesome. No, it's awesome. I'm glad you guys like it. I honestly, 
think I enjoyed more watching it with my friends in at John's house than I probably would have liked watching it in a theater. That's how much how awesome yesterday was. So. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. that was fun. That was, that was a good so, time. It was, it was great. Uh, we had a good time. We're gonna go through everything. Uh, the the series here, whether it's MCU reviewed or Star Wars reviewed, mm-hmm. we want to just give a quick shout out to Twenty Six Shirts. Um, 26shirts.com. What do they do? They raise money for community. They raise it for people in need, individuals in need, charities, you name it. Uh, proceeds from every sale. They sell t-shirts. They sell uh, Bill's Mafia, Buffalo Sabres, geek theme, whether that's Star Wars or Marvel. Proceeds of every sale go to those individuals. To date, they have raised over $1.4 million that have gone directly to the charities, individuals, and families in need. I am rocking the newest one here. We've got the Buffalo Iron Man shirt, which is actually glow in the dark. Oh my gosh, Del Reed, you've outdone yourself yet again. Good stuff. Again, 26shirts.com. All right, guys, give us the 101. If you can wrap it up succinctly, because we're going to dive deep into this. John, thoughts on episode nine? Rise of Skywalker. What an interesting movie. Um, it, it's it's packed, man. Like it is such a fast movie. Like we all know that there was a very clear pivot, you know, from from the reception of uh, the the Last Jedi. Um, you know, we've got we've got the return of uh, of J.J. Abrams here. Like they're they're clearly pushing a narrative that most people would agree wasn't the original narrative and they're getting it done quickly. Right. So we've got Palpatine back. Um, I'll, I'll be the first to say it. That's not my favorite decision. I feel like it's very quick. It's very, uh, it's, it's not well thought out. And, and while he's like the big drop, he's barely even in the movie. Like Palpatine kind of doesn't show up until the end. Uh, doesn't feel very meaningful to me. Palpatine at least, um, so much else about the movie I like. I think that Ray really comes comes to her own. I think it's I think her arc is incredible. Um, there's there's awesome visual. There's there, there's some heartfelt moments with Chewie, and we get Lando back. Like there's a lot of really fun stuff about Rise of Skywalker. Um, I, I would say that ultimately, to me personally, it puts a bow on the fact that the the sequel trilogy is not what I wanted it to be. Um, I, I think that I like all three movies for their own reasons and like, you know, like look at our list, like look at the way I voted on them. Like I really, really appreciate these movies and they're awesome to watch and there's really, really cool stuff. But as a trilogy, which is what they tried to do, not me, like they, they said, Hey, we're making a trilogy. I feel like they fell flat on that trilogy be just because of a, a, a lack of overall vision in, in, in this movie, this final movie kind of showed that to me, right? I think that it's just clear they were kind of scrambling to to to, to correct some paths. Um, that being said, I had a fun time watching it. This is the first time I've watched this movie since the day after it came out. So when it came out, I saw it the night of. I saw it the next day. I have not seen it since then. So to revisit it with with my good friends hanging out, you know, in front of the you know in front of the big screen with the sound system and the popcorn going, it was a blast. There's so much to love. There's there's great stuff about the movie, but. Uh, it's uh, it's 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 interesting. There there there's ups and downs for me for sure. It's so interesting, John. I I I would say it's the most polarizing Star Wars film, but I think that's Last Jedi. Hundred percent. Because people either love that movie or hate it. This one was more lukewarm. Even people like myself who really enjoy this movie, it's still in the middle. Where I'm like, yeah, there's stuff that I can see was was not really what I think it should have been. And what's interesting to me is that even Lucasfilm came out and said we're going to have course correction with Rise of Skywalker. Course correction. 
Last Jedi was a critical darling. Right. You heard a lot of loud fanboys and girls out there bitching about it. We're in the but, 90s on Rotten Tomatoes on that movie. Yes. It, it was absolutely superb. And guess what? It also rocked it at the box office. So it was a very poor decision in my my estimation to do what they did and panic and be like, we're going to play this one safe and give everybody pieces of what they want. Everything damning about this movie is damning to the trilogy to me. And self-inflicted. 100%. So the problems with this movie are problems that are inflicted to the trilogy and not necessarily this movie. Because like for what you've, you, you say this all the time, for what they were given, they did a great job with this movie, with wrapping up this trilogy. So for what they were given, this is a lot of fun. They did a good job. But the problems I have with this movie are representative of the problems with the overall trilogy. I think you're you're spot on there because this is the last taste of it, right? This is the end. They they tout this as the end of the Skywalker saga, and it sometimes it's it's funny how you look at it. It can be glass half full or not so much. Uh, Tim, I want to save you just because you had had watched this as is a first time viewer. But JT, your your one on one thoughts on Rise of Skywalker? I'm 100 percent with your guys thinking as well. Um, the movie itself, I feel like it was. You know, a little too much, too fast, but also not enough. You know what I mean? Like, I, I felt like there's certain things I wanted to see and di- we didn't get. Um, oddly enough, and this, is, this speaks to the, the sequel trilogy for me as a whole, these movies are great on their own, right? Like, I feel like if, if you yeah. you put these out as solo films, I mean, obviously there'd be some weirdness in, in, in not having connection, but I strictly movie-wise, they're fun movies. Like, I enjoy watching them. I can rewatch them and not have a problem with Honestly, even the last last shot I had, many people hate them, but or hate that one. But um, I, I'm I, I love them individually. But then when, like John said, when you connect them all, it, it just I don't know where the disconnect was. Was it with writers? Was it with Disney as a whole? Was it were they scared they weren't going to profit? They're going to profit regardless, right? So for me, I, I'm not sure where the misdirection was, uh, but you clearly see it within the plot of of the first, second, well, seventh, eighth, and ninth movie. Um, did it close out the Skywalker saga right? I guess. I mean, we we got to see some Skywalkers. <laughs> I mean, and we got ready to, to end up being one at the end of it. But uh, it, I'm just not. A, uh, I, I, I'll give my ranking where I think it should go. Obviously, at the, towards the end of this, but I, it, it was fun. It's so it was funny. Fun. It's very fun, but me, not, not enough. There's so much to like for me about this movie. I think John nailed it. Where it's not a, maybe a great representative of of what would be a good finale for a trilogy uh to paraphrase and it just seems like it doesn't le- it doesn't have a lot of gumption it doesn't say this is what our story is it was and we're so with it. so safe it's so weak it's so it's safe so weak yes it's it's basically we're gonna pick it apart i've got my notes and i it is just like hey we're gonna make you happy also you happy here's your moment here's your moment and some of that on its own is awesome as a collection not a greatest hits of sorts. Tim, you saw this for the first time last night. What spoilers did you avoid? I, I kind of, there were moments where I knew uh, there were reveals in the movie and you looked at me and I just kind of was like, oh, you didn't know that that happened. Yeah, I really, really had no idea. So I really stayed true. I was off of Twitter this whole time before when this movie came out. So I didn't see any of the spoilers on it. And I, I had a feeling I saw some memes of, hey, you know, no one died, like Palpatine not dying. It's actually funny. I saw a spoiler today for it on uh, Star Wars tweeted out best friends. Day, it was a picture of Kylo Ren and Palpatine 
on set of that. And I was like, thank God I watched it the day before because that would have been a spoiler. I mean, to be fair, Palpatine was in the trailers. Like, we knew that was happening. Like, everybody even I didn't watch the trailer. Right, right. But even people who I didn't, didn't watch the trailer, or even people who weren't spoiled knew Palpatine was coming. But hey, to, but no, power, on, power on you for that. Yeah. So, because I didn't watch the first one, so I, I didn't want to watch the trailer because it would have spoiled the. 100%. Before. Makes sense. Makes sense. So, but here's what I'll say about the movie it was the most well directed, beautiful thing I've ever watched with the weirdest pacing and like just in a sense of like the characters, what the characters were bringing to the table, like all the different, um, the plot kind of was weird to me, but like being able to see like all, like the, all the fights they did, like the lightsaber battles were well, like really cool to see. I liked a lot of what, what it did. I just felt like the pacing was off. A lot of the plot points was a little weird. I just like throughout but, the whole thing, I was like, the pacing was so fast, dude. Like I, 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 I say, like, I say this all the time. Of, out of nowhere. Watch the first ten minutes of that movie. There are so many cuts. It is just like Kylo's here, Kylo's here, Kylo's there. Palpatine's talking. Ray's on the point. Like it, it is so fast. Even at the beginning in the crawl, it's like, oh, he's looking for the hidden one behind the scenes. Like when was that discussed, bro? The Which first, is- the first, the first lines of the crawl are the dead speak. Um, that's <laughs> and I was like, what? Listen to the music. So John Williams, as always, I, I'm always talking about the musical cues and how beautiful and how really that is the soul of Star Wars. It sounds like he's just trying to keep up. Keep here. up, yes. yes. I'm not trying to say, by the way, that John Williams is doing anything less than spectacular, spectacular work because right. it's getting some of my favorite Star Wars music. However, uh, it's a cluster, heaven, dude. It's a cluster. It's listen to the strings that are playing when Kylo Ren is going all over the place. It's it's real quick, and then you get to Ray on the planet Kef Burr, which is basically Endor 2.0, and she's running, and it's Ray's theme, but it's it's fast. So fast, yeah. The Falcon running through that that little, like, ice area, and what's playing? Palpatine's theme, but an expedited Palpatine's theme. So even John <laughs> Williams is basically like, oh my gosh, what are we doing with this? It goes and goes and goes. It there, really does. There, it I, I, so, so to def- not to defend, but to explain and to make this movie work, I've always said that like the first third of this movie should have been the end of The Last Jedi. Like we yeah. should have gotten the pal. So if, if this was the original plan, which I will never believe it was, right? Whatever. But it, it, so say it was. Say this was the. Say this was the the plan all along. Palpatine's coming in the next movie. We should have gotten the Palpatine reveal in the last movie. We should have gotten a little bit of Kylo's like journey to that 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 wayfinder. Like we should have gotten some of that at the end of the Last Jedi to to make this movie freaking work man because we had so much given to us in the beginning of it so like information overload like we just rewrote the plot of this trilogy in the first 10 minutes like it's now it's now about the emperor again it's about this wayfinder and like we're go that's that's the story none of this mattered in the first two movies right yeah i feel like it's one of those things where when i saw it it was like obviously when i when we ended the movie i had a lot of mixed thoughts i was trying to digest everything and after we were done watching it, I kind of thought to myself, you know, I feel like they were given the script of the movie and it was like, hey, this is what we're doing. And they did the best they could. I mean, I don't see Agreed. if you get that, like, I don't see what else they could have done. They did it as good as they could have 
with what they were given. Yeah. That's what Which I mean, directed and like, I think. and right. again, like if you if if you take out of some weird plot points, like again, what they were given, I get the story. Like I get where they were going. I get what the point of it all was. It's just like that had would have had to been a four or five hour movie to get to like yeah it, what it, you needed it, out. It, it spoils it, just, like, it, it spoils enough. some of the potential of what this trilogy could have been, and right. I think what a lot of us wanted from this trilogy, right? Like the story makes sense. It adds up. There's no plot holes. It's not like a bad story. Like it, it adds up. But it's not what we were expecting Just slash add. maybe wanting from this trilogy after, you know, episodes uh, s- seven and eight. And I think the other part of it, too, is they add so much new stuff. The force healing, you know, basically they're jumping like in the fight scene with Kylo Ren and Rey. Like, I, I know that they should be able to do that, but that's the first time we see them like doing long ass jumps everywhere. Like, you know, she can jump from the back of um, what was she on when she was on his ship? She leaps out and she like flies. But I know you should be able to do that because of the force, but no one's really ever done that before. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they're just introducing a lot of the new stuff that the Jedi should be able to do that's talked about in like the books and the lore. And I feel like this is the first time you're seeing it on screen. I, yeah, Tim, you're right. But at the same time, like episode seven and episode eight introduce new force stuff constantly. Right. Agreed. So I, 100% I agree. I don't, I don't know if it's totally egregious, but. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with that stuff. But. I didn't have a problem. I was just saying, like, that's new stuff to me. Like, as a first-time viewer of the movie, I thought, like, well, this is, like, a big step from before. You know what I mean? Sure. So uh, my quick 101 on this is I, th- I think it's actually a pretty good movie, especially if it's a standalone. I think a lot of people's arguments, I was talking about this last night, they feel like, hey, I loved Last Jedi and I was punished for loving Last Jedi. Or maybe I didn't like Last Jedi, but I'm still bitter about this movie because it didn't lean into some of those concepts that seemed like they were naturally going to follow after Ryan Johnson's episode eight. To me, this actually did a really good job of continuing stuff from Last Jedi while also calling back to some of the themes that were, I don't want to say retconned, but given the 180 from Force Awakens to Last Jedi, most prominently, I don't care who, what anyone says, is Rey's parentage. That was teased. It was heavy in Force Awakens, even the trailers leading up to it. Ryan Johnson didn't want to take it that way. So guess what? That's Kathleen Kennedy's problem. She let him do that. She let him take it away while leaving it a little bit open right so that whoever was going to direct episode nine it was colin trevorrow at the time sounded like he was going to lean into someone of ryan johnson's stuff that's her fault and they played it safe i think there was probably we'll never know but where there's smoke there's fire we heard a lot of things where there's a lot of control from disney and the lucasfilm group on the story here i don't think jj abrams had total control kind of like he did in force awakens to do what he wanted to do And that's where this feels a little disjointed. So it's hard to sell this movie on people who were already not fans of either seven or eight. Just saying. Yeah, it's, it's, it is what it is. It is what it is. I do it though. We're going to get into box office numbers in just a second. In a moment after that, we're going to watch the trailer together. The first trailer, which was an exciting time. I remember exactly where I was. Can't wait to talk about that. Um, Guys, who is uh, who's on the Steelbook case for this movie? Oh, Steelbook! I uh, Ray and Kylo. Kylo, ship them. <laughs> JT, who's who's on the the Steelbook? 
Chewy. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Babu Frick. Um, hey, hey! Hey, the droid is ready. All right, uh, <laughs> we got some Kylo, and we got some Ray. Yeah, Ooh. that's a good oh, seal book. Oh. That's a really good, bring it back up. Bring it back up. Bring it back up. That's a good seal book. That is awesome. That's really that's good. so cool. Really got is. a lot right about this. I'll say that. Um, two quick asides here before we get into box office numbers. John's heard this story before. We've talked about it. Uh, the Geekiverse had an awesome run up to Rise of Skywalker. We've got a friend who was a part of the Geekiverse who had a friend, a contact that I'm not going to talk about specifically, worked for a marketing agency in New York City. In February 2019, the movie comes out in uh, December 2019. I get a text from from my friend here who says, I have something I need to show you, but you cannot show anyone. It's show Lauren, like literally anyone. And I'm like, oh boy, it's it's Star Wars. What do we got here? They send me what ends up being uh, one of the posters for promotion for episode nine. And I'm like, that's legit. That's real. He's like, it's 100% real. I go, so what? what's... I, I'm just seeing this. And he goes, no, you're not just seeing it. You can leak it. <laughs> I was like, what? Is this how this works? He goes, yes. Just you have to wait for the go- the green light, so to speak. I was like, oh, my gosh. So I had to wait about two months. We're about a week and a half, maybe two weeks out from Star Wars Celebration in April, where they're going to reveal all of this. And I texted him again. I'm like, hey, can I, can I do this? Can I put this on the Geekiverse.com? And he's like, yep. You can do it. You can do it tomorrow, but you got to like mess up the original file, like bring the quality down a little bit in Photoshop. I'm like, okay, I'll send you guys the picture after this. So I'm out of town. I'm traveling for work. I'm in Pennsylvania. I'm in my hotel room doing this on my laptop. And I text uh, my partner at the time, co-owner of the Geekiverse. And I was like, dude, I'm, this is what's going on our website tomorrow. I haven't told anybody. And he goes, is that real? I'm like, I have it on good authority that this is real. It's going out tomorrow. Goes out tomorrow. I'm in, I'm in meetings all day. I cannot really look at my phone. This is the, before Zoom, right? So, or before Zoom was prominent with the the pandemic, my phone is buzzing constantly. We had a record day for traffic. It is picked up by most major media sites, IGN, you name it, all over the board. Mark Hamill tweets, "No, that's a fake. It wasn't," and. Uh, I'm contacted by a few like big Star Wars websites to talk about it. I ended up getting on, oh my gosh, uh, makingstarwars.net, who's not affiliated with Lucasfilm. I get on to talk on their podcast. They're in California. It was three in the morning. I set my alarm to basically be a part of this podcast. It was crazy. Anyway, long story short, it was all real. A few months later, that's a poster you could buy at Target. Uh, fast forward to the release of this movie, the second part of this. My same friend. Unbelievable. The week that this is, is about to come out, I've already got tickets for opening night. I've got tickets for the next night. I'm ready to go. He texts me on Monday and he goes, are you free Wednesday to go see a certain movie that's about to come out? I go, shut up. He goes, I can't tell you what the movie is. All I can tell you is I've got a friend who's got a friend and it's a hookup. You can go see this movie. And I was like, I will do whatever. He's like, you got to drive. It's two hours away. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Easy. let's do it. 
part of me is wondering if I'm getting pranked, by the way. So I go with him. I get there. We're walking into the theater. It says Jumanji. That was the movie that that it said was playing. I get in the theater. It was Rise of Skywalker. I got to see this movie before basically it got into theaters for preview night. And I was allowed to put out a review that same night. It was unbelievable. So for me personally, as a lifelong fan of Star Wars, this was all super special. It was really cool to be able to actually throw it out there as a result of the Geekiverse. But dude, like how how cool is that? I, I could not believe it. Super lucky. That's something I know I went off on a tangent here, but I wanted to talk about it. But I'm, so, I'm so curious on your view. There you go, John. That's a poster. That's awesome. My, my I'm, so, view on rev- I'm so curious because I feel like a lot of times when people do reviews, you have other preconceived notions. You talk to your friends like that was just you. I'm so yeah. curious on like what you're just you're alone. No one saw it yet. It's only you. You get out. You write your review. I'm so curious on what you thought about it. If it was different because it like you have the experience of like you went there, you got to see it earlier. You had this whole thing before. Like, did that change your perspective on it at the time? It was absolutely bonkers. So uh, I don't know that it changed my perspective. It's a good point. Um, I ranked it very high, not as high as I did Force Awakens and Last Jedi. Um, But I went to the theater the next night. I literally told nobody but Lauren that it was happening. So when I got home that Wednesday night, it was super late. It was like one in the morning and I was just on cloud nine, ironically. And she's like, how was it? (laughs) It was pretty good. It was pretty good. (laughs) You know, part of it was the excitement. Yeah. The next night. So (laughs) while I was there at that, that, that showing that was not supposed to be a thing, I bought popcorn in what was like a TIE fighter bucket. Basically, it was pretty epic. And I brought it to the theater the next night, just kind of being a jerk. And my sister goes, where did you get that? And I was like, oh, I went to I went to see Jumanji last night and they were selling this a, a night early. She goes, OK, weird, but great. So I'm sitting in the theater. I've got my row of 10 like I normally do. And I'm struggling so hard not to look at people, not to give away things because as stuff is about to happen that I know is about to happen, I have a propensity to look at people. Like I was looking at Tim last night and different things and trying not to. After we get out of the theater, it's it's our crew, right? Some of the Geekiverse people, my sister, uh, my parents, all of it. I get in a huddle basically and I'm like, guys, I have have something to tell you. (laughs) Everyone leads in real quick like, oh, what's up? I go, I saw this movie last night. Everyone freaking lost their minds. They're like, oh my gosh. And my sister's like, I knew you had the TIE fighter bucket for a reason. So uh, anyway, I digress. Box office numbers here. What do you guys think this movie did in terms of numbers? Throw some numbers out there at me. 1.1 billion. I would say 1.3. JT? 1.2. Oh, come on. That's safe. We got 1,074,000,000. All right, so Tim wins. Tim That's wins. two in a row. Steelbook and <laughs> nobody's, <laughs> nobody's keeping score. All right, I'm leaving. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm good for the night. I'm good. I won. Uh, All right, it, it's fine. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty good, right? Like a billion was like the expectation. I think. Yeah. Right. Nothing. Nothing out out of the ordinary here. Uh, we talked about it. I think it was one of seven billion dollar movies for Disney in that year, including Endgame. Sheesh. John, do you want to queue up? The trailer. Yeah, we got it ready. You guys got it up? 
Pulling yes, up as we speak. All good? All right, go ahead and play it. I'm ready. We've passed on all we know. A thousand generations live in you now. But this is your fight. A few things. Say what you say what you will about this trilogy. Some of the best trailers in 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 the industry. Uh, but also, I remember this trailer dropped. If I'm not mistaken, it was Star Wars Celebration when they dropped this trailer. So we didn't even have a title for the movie yet. We certainly did not know that Palpatine was coming back. We we just knew there was another, you know, the next Star Wars movie was coming, and this was being live streamed. I remember being at work. It was like right after lunch break, and like me and my boss at the time, who was a huge Star Wars fan, we're just watching this like on our phones, and we're like, "Are they gonna drop like the next Star Wars trailer?" And they do, and it was just the 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 trailer, so much hype, and then the title treatment, Rise of Skywalker, what, and then the Palpatine laugh, like. The some of the biggest hype I've ever experienced in terms of trailers was was just right there. John, they nailed this. And so funny thing about that, uh early it's April 2019. I'm in Maryland at the time, and you and I were texting back and forth. Basically. Oh, dude, yeah, we sure were. Right after this drop. So Lauren was speaking at a conference. I had Daisy, who was about seven months old at the time, sleeping on our bed. And I'm watching everything that's going on there and I am just typing away my thoughts and, and articles for the Geekiverse. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order, the trailer dropped for that on the same day as well, if I'm not mistaken, or the next day. But I just, that was also the day that I found out John also had a similar feeling towards Episode 7 that I did. So there was a lot going on there, but I remember exactly where I was and what I was typing up when this dropped and the Palpatine thing. Are you kidding me? I know, you know, uh, we could talk about how it was executed, but 
damn, the reveal. Yeah, I mean, the reveal is just, yeah, absolute. Like, 10 out of 10 hype. Yeah, for sure. JT, any, any thoughts on the trailer? I just, the Palpatine left. I, I watched it, and I called everybody that I usually watch, and I freaked out. I was, like, so hyped for it, and, you know, obviously we watch it. Certain, certain opinions are there, but, I, I mean, the Palpatine left, 100%. I am not a fan of the... Even in the movie itself, the racing uh, when Kylo's coming at her in a Tie Fighter, I hate it. It's one of, probably my least favorite scene in all the tril- the sequel trilogies. Oh, I love it so much. That's okay. Uh, it's not a fan. It just either way, I didn't like it in the trailer, and I definitely didn't like it in the movie. So, uh, but yeah, Palpatine popping up was extreme hype. But I thought maybe some semblance of a Force Ghost was coming, or you know, for the first time seeing a Sith Force Ghost, basically. Uh, but we, you know, end up being a little different, but just the hype itself was was insane. I'll never forget it. Uh, Tim, thoughts on the trailer? I've never seen it, so it's my first time ever watching it. So, mm. and I think I'm saying that a lot that I haven't been spoiled. I truly mean that I have not seen that trailer, been spoiled by anything, and um, I enjoyed it. I'm kind of a similar boat with JT. I almost felt like that scene was, "Hey, let's be cool to be cool" kind of thing. So. I liked it. I just didn't like love it, I guess. Um, you know, felt a little little like, bit of an overkill to me, but um but I liked the trailer. I thought it was good. I was surprised they showed as much of that scene as they did. You know, that was the whole first what, thirty seconds was a whole scene of the movie. They kinda of stopped it at a good part, I think, but it's... I liked it. I did like it. I thought it built a good suspense and then having the end where he's laughing, I thought it was a good uh hey, this is where we're going kind of thing. So the the interesting symmetry there for the trailer, for what it's worth, is they say what every uh, every saga has a legend, every trilogy, mm-hmm. something like that. Every trilogy has a legend. Uh, where I'm going with that is they're showing Kylo Ren's Tie Fighter speed along. It is almost shot for shot. Every saga has a beginning, showing Anakin's Pod Racer for Phantom Menace's trailer. So of course, right? That's what they're doing yep. there. Um, the the line with Luke where he says no one's ever really gone, meaning you know. Han when he's talking to Leia in the last episode, but then it ties it into Palpatine where no one's ever really gone. Holy crap. Unbelievable to me. Um, this is a fun discussion. How many, how many times have you seen it? John two or three? Three. Yeah. So, three? so like I said, I, I watched this movie the, the day it came out. Obviously I was, you know, pre-ordered tickets, ready to go night one. And then I watched it and I bought my tickets immediately for the next day to go see it. And it just happened to be where I just, I didn't go see it again in theaters and like, you know, life happened and Marvel movies came out and a lot of, a lot of hype happened and we got Mandalorian and so much stuff happened. I just, I just never revisited this movie. I just, you know, it it put a bow on the Skywalker saga. I saw it twice when it first came out. So yeah, it's been, it's been what, uh, three years, right? 19, three years since I've seen this movie, um, you know, last night was the first time since then so yeah three times for me that's a lot uh to there was a lot going on right around that time like you said uh, jt how many how many times uh let's see opening didn't watch it again theaters watched it again when it came out uh three four five six times sixth was with you guys yep and then tim one and done so mm. far let me think of how many times it's gonna take me a bit <laughs> uh yeah, and interesting. So this is the one I've seen the most in theaters, and it was not necessarily because I liked it the most, but I had, like I said, opening night tickets. I had the night after, 
Lauren could not make it for our opening night. Uh, something came up last second. So I had to go see it again with her. Uh, there was another time mixed in there, maybe like a 3D, something like that. And then, of course, the one where I unexpectedly saw it before preview night. So I, I wanted to say it was five times in theaters, which was more than Force Awakens. I know. I know. It's crazy. And for those viewers that are keeping track at home, Joe has invited me zero times to any Star Wars movies. So just so you know. <laughs> Well, Tim, you will be invited to the next one, assuming that it's we'll see. first and not Disney Plus. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, it might be Disney Plus. Who knows at this rate? So. Hey, you were invited yesterday, hey, man. That was, that I was. was. A, that was a theater experience. That was fun. That was a theater experience. I got the that best seat in the house. I got you, the best yeah, seat I in gave, house. I gave you the captain's chair. My entire living room has been designed around that one chair, and you got it last night. <laughs> yeah, I felt honestly, I really appreciate it. I felt privileged. Good. The but, popcorn was delicious. So. Good job. My wife doesn't even give me that seat. <laughs> It should say something. It <laughs> I gotta marry John. That's what this we just discovered. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Perhaps. Let's get in line. Might be some roadblock <laughs> there. But I want to get through my notes here because I think some of this is going to help flesh out some of our feelings in a group therapy session on this movie. Uh, the <laughs> crawl we talk about right away. It's it says a lot, right? The dead speak. The dead speak. Uh, it, it's it's funny because right it mimics Revenge of the Sith where it just says war. It's got the exclamation point. I love that they call the Emperor the Phantom Emperor. Great callback to to the uh, Phantom Menace. Uh, there's a few other things in there. Oh, Ray is the last hope of the Jedi. So it talks about a new hope. It talks about last Jedi. It talks about revenge. So it uses all these key words from all just about every Star Wars movie doesn't say clone but of course you know attack of the clone am i right tim um yep. kylo ren on mustafar right away oh my gosh now we don't know it's mustafar when he's there because i as we talked about last night star wars typically does a good job of showing you and not telling you why things are the way they are episode nine has this weird thing where it tells you a lot of things that you maybe you don't need to know and it shows you a lot of things and you have questions on them so one of those things was, I assume that's Mustafar, but we don't know. That is Kylo Ren looking for the Wayfinder in what is essentially Vader's territory in front of his castle. That entire Exegol sequence in the beginning, I got to say, is one of my favorite sequences in the entire sequel trilogy. When Kylo Ren gets there, he discovers the Emperor. He has that discussion with him. We see the Snoke clones in the whatever those tanks are. I love that entire thing. I don't know how you guys felt, but I think it is actually one of the best moments in the entire sequel trilogy. I just make a little note, too, as we've been talking throughout this entire time. Even after we watched the movie, we talked for a bit. Not once did bring up Kylo Ren, for the most part. There's everything around Kylo, not him specifically. Even when John talked about what he liked about the movie and the plots, and we didn't bring up Kylo at all. So I just want to kind of mention that a little bit. So. Interesting. Yeah, we'll get there. But so. I think this is actually Adam Driver's best movie. 100% agree. I loved him in it. Um, the the Re- Revenge of the Sith line that Palpatine says, where he says um, uh, the thing about the dark side and the pathway, uh, some consider to be unnatural. Of course, right away, it's clear that we again care about Rey's parentage because the Emperor's touting who she is. Kylo says, who is she? And then, of course, it cuts off, right? It's like, oh, my gosh, we're right back where we were at the end of Force Awakens. Uh, that guy, Bulio, who is the spy for the Resistance that's giving uh, Finn and Poe the intel that I mentioned is uh, voiced by Mark Hamill. 
How did you guys feel the Carrie Fisher stuff was handled with General Leia throughout this movie? I felt it was handled fine, like from a respect and like a, uh, you know, like the way to do it. It stood out to me incredibly, and it always does. Like th- those scenes, like are very unnatural to me. It, to, to, to quote a great Sith Lord, um, there it, it just yeah, it, it just feels like hey, this is what we have. How can we construct dialogue around this? And every time I watch it, I'm like, yeah, this they they they, they just they they created this conversation based on that piece of dialogue. And it's not doing it for me. Yeah. Um. I I don't know what the answer is. I like uh, there. You know, it's, it's a it's a terrible situation to be in. Like, do you know? Do do you do you kill her off screen or do you, you know write her off some way? Like, I, I don't know what the answer is, but um, it stands out. You know, it, it, it's respectful. She you know she's portrayed very well. Obviously, like there's nothing there's nothing wrong or offensive about it. But um, the the scenes in which she you know her stuff is pulled from those outtakes from the Force Awakens, it stands out to me. It is hard to, uh, again, we, we can say on one hand, hey, they did a great job with the hand they were dealt. On the flip side, you're right. It sticks out like a sore thumb. Anytime Daisy Ridley is in a scene with her, it's clear that she's filling in a lot of extra dialogue that feels forced. Um, and how many times can they pass that lightsaber back and forth? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, right. It's like, like, time. Dude, yeah. Like, come on. Come on. Um, <laughs> so for what it's worth, it felt like, again, you nailed it. Respectful. Good job. I think this was the happy medium because I didn't want to have her killed off screen. If there was one moment I was really upset in Last Jedi, it's that they didn't take the opportunity to kill her off there. Right. And, and, and easier said than done. Right. And, and again, the, the, that wasn't the plan. Like she, she was supposed to be like a big part of the the third movie, and like it, it, her her untimely death was too late to to go back and to change that stuff. It, it wouldn't have made much sense for for the movie, and reshoots would have had to happen and stuff like that. So it's uh it's unfortunate. Yeah, I feel, feel like, that from emotional side too. I didn't feel like it hit me as hard as it should have. Right. You know. Right. I just think I. I mean, I, they almost wanted. It was almost guaranteed we were going to get Kylo and and uh, and Leia facing each other face to face. Right. Like that was. That would have been a little force. more emotional for me. Yeah. You know, right, right in front of each other. But you know, I don't know. I. I they did. I'm glad they still showed the respect. But there's there's a better way to do it. I think for sure. It's tough because that's just one more one more bullet point for why this movie maybe fell short. But again, no no one's fault. Yeah, that, that's kind of an unfair you know an unfair knock yeah. against them because like, what, what, are, what are you supposed to do about that, right? Like it's yeah. Tough. So they had nine, nine minutes of extra footage from Force Awakens that didn't make it in there, so they doctored it up, obviously. And um, uh, JC, you're right. This was supposed to be General Leia's movie because you know Last Jedi was Luke's if we're talking about original trilogy era people and then Han was all over force awakened. So this was going to be hers. It's just, it's unfortunate, you know, 2016, she passes away even before rogue one is out. If or right around that week. So that was before year before last Jedi. And that's two years before this movie. So my um, real only problem with Leia really quick before we go on is that they made her a Jedi out of nowhere that she was trained as a Jedi. That was my biggest takeaway for me. It was like, I felt like that was like a, four or five second clip like hey by the way we train leia that's why she can train Rick. so, so, so like, i was like i mean to be fair she's not a jedi like she she's she's not like fully forced train like she uh, her and luke did some stuff together like I, I don't think she's a jedi i think she just had some training like you know she she's in tune with her force powers right that's it like of course the yeah, fact she, 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 be, she was that day that they trained that last day was she was going to be a jedi knight though so i think that's what tim is more 
Yeah. To, that was he the end of Luke. Training. Luke was like on the ground, like, oh, like, you're yeah. strong. Was, and Leia's like, over, like, I'm done. Like, it was, it was uh, at the end of training, she chose a different path. I, I don't know about that. Doesn't that speak personally. to Leia's? Leia's kind of the best of us, right? Like, she represents the Rebel Alliance. She always does what is right. She's full of integrity. She's looking out for the little guy. She's as powerful as Luke, if if not more, based on potential, based on their, you know, who their parents are, all that stuff. And she decides not to go down that path, right? She's the best Skywalker kind of because she says, oh, I see conflict in my future, even though it's wrong, right? You can't like base stuff off of the future. She sees that her son maybe is not, she gets this vision and she says, I I'm done. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to be a Jedi. So I think that's where they were going with it. I didn't have a problem with it. She also, you know, if we're talking prior canon, so all the legend stuff, she was. She went into that that path a little bit in a lot of those stories. Right. So I, I kind of like that they did tie it back because to me it was it was a little bit special. And right? I think that's a problem. Right. With, well, I think that's a problem with a lot of this movie is that it requires other stuff to be able to understand a lot of what's going on. Right, but even that was not even like that's not like, what Joe's talking about. It's not canon. Like that's legend stuff. It's, like that's not yeah. that, that's not what that's not the true story. This is the true story. So right, as we talked about, I think they're gonna find ways to fix a lot of things with with prequel stuff. Yeah, I mean they're they're doing it right now. We're watching we're watching Kenobi and we're seeing like we're seeing a young Leia and we're seeing like what she does with the Force. Right, like she's not moving. Right. She's not moving rocks. She's not doing like mind tricks. She she sees people for what they are, and she like you know she understands their mind. Like that's that's Leia's way with the Force. Like she's she's her so intelligence is insane. Intelligence, her person, you know, her personality, like her, you know, she's a leader, right? Like Kenobi said it in the in the series. Like that's that's what she's doing with the Force, and you know, Star Wars has always done like a great job of retconning or just like painting a character in the light that we always we, the way the way we always expected this character to be, like just right. fleshing it out in the past, right? convenient truths kind of right like right. That, that's kind of how how it is with with star wars with going back because they, they don't like necessarily retcon stuff but it's like oh that's that's too easy yeah like we, we just flesh it out the way that we expected it to be like and you know use some of those older dialogue lines to support support said retconning right so uh in the middle of all that in the background ray's looking at some of the jedi texts that she saved from last jedi you can see uh if you look closely her working on her staff uh, as a lightsaber, which of course she reveals at the end of the movie. Uh, Admiral Akbar, so his his species is Mon Calamari. Uh, at one point, when Poe brings the Falcon back to uh, uh, the planet they're on, which is escaping me, he he calls out Junior. That's Admiral Akbar's son. Again, none of this you would know just by watching the movie. Kind of crazy with some of the the extra stuff. Maz Kanata. I don't know. If, did you guys notice anything different about her from how she appears in this movie versus Force Awakens? Uh, so I can't call it out. Nothing for, I can in Force remember. Awakens, she is a CG character. In Episode Nine, she is all practical. Interesting. And it's yeah, I didn't notice. It's loud to me, like it's obvious, and it's a weird way to go back because typically you have your puppet first and then your cg character right nope for whatever reason they decided to go reverse with her and, and she looks she looks like one that it, 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 kind of blows my mind I, yeah I didn't, I didn't think so I, I would not have guessed that yeah i, I don't know take a take a look again maybe yeah. maybe you'll see it differently for sure i i like that the the crew here is finally on a mission together even though it's short-lived 
uh, we've got Finn, we've got Poe, we've got Ray, 3PO. They're all like our classic trilogy characters, right? They're doing something together for once when they go to Pasana. Right. You know, to that point, though, I I feel like I love that crew just as much as as the original trilogy crew, too. They they, they do such a good job. They wrote them so well together. They do such a good job at kind of bouncing off each other in different ways, just as, as the original trilogy crew did. Uh, it's the only you know we, we don't have I think a personality per se. I don't think Ray re- is really like Luke in that no. sense. Um, <laughs> nobody really is right, but um, they they still found a way to make it really cool. And I, I, we love Ray for her. So I, I, she's my favorite character for sure. Um, but yeah, so that's yeah, good stuff. Uh, so I, I mentioned too when we were sitting there last night. There's a one of the main themes musically of this movie is is called Luke and Leia and it plays oftentimes when Ray is around and it's a recycled song that did not make its way into return of the Jedi, which was meant to play towards the end of that movie as Luke and Leia are revealed to be siblings. So that's kind of a nice way to, to call back Skywalker and the theme of rise of Skywalker here. Um, another thing that I, I called out in our discussion last night, if there was any doubt that force awakens was going hard into Ray's parentage, it's that, Carrie Fisher recorded a line that she says in this movie, never be afraid of who you are. That was a thing. I think it puts, it's so funny how, how many debates I had over the years where people are like, no, I didn't feel like they were going that way yet. Yeah, no, they absolutely were leaning into that. That kind of puts that to bed. Dev, I mean, devil's advocate that could easily be like who you are as nobody, like never be afraid of who you are. You're nobody. So don't be, you know, don't be ashamed of that. Be. You know, just, yeah, sure. Uh, I think 1% chance, but you're right. Devil's advocate. <laughs> uh, so we, we get Knights of Ren, which if that's a big criticism of last Jedi. They're nowhere to be found. You know, it's a, it's a bigger criticism in this movie. Like what a, what a waste. A I mean, like who, ca- uh, who cares? They're, they're, yeah. they're, there's no personality. There's nothing fun about them. Like yeah, that, that shouldn't have been here. Honestly, like you, you burned it. You, you mentioned it plenty in force awakens yeah, you abandoned it basically in the in the second movie. Let it go. You, you, you did not do it justice. Yeah, I agree. They were not nearly as epic as they should have been because they were not involved. Master of the Knights of Ren. What does that mean? What does it even <laughs> yeah. mean? Nobody cares. Yeah. yeah. It's tough. It's tough to bring that back in a final chapter that really could have been a middle chapter, depending on how you look at it. Um uh they land on Pasana, another sand planet. Like, okay, I give him Jakku. That's sand after Tatooine. We're doing this again? Like, really? I know there's a lot of memes on online that make fun of that very notion. But uh, 3PO mentions the Festival of the Ancestors and that it happens every 42 years. There's 42 years in between A New Hope and when Rise of Skywalker re- released. So that is kind of a nod to that. Uh, Lando cool. Calrissian. We got a, a nice old Billy D. Williams. Loved his role in this. Yeah. There it is. There it is. Yeah, he was awesome. Uh, Lando was so super cool. Yeah, I liked him a lot. I, I love the idea that he's just been like in the rebellion, like doing his thing, like on boots on the ground. Yeah, that's 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 very Lando. I was surprised they didn't bring him back for episode eight, but I was really happy that we got him for episode nine. I remember on the red carpet premiere. Now, no disrespect, Billy D. Williams is old. 
and they were asking uh, him on the red carpet about episode nine. And the, I remember the interviewer being like, now don't spoil anything for us. <laughs> so they kind of had to like, you know, be delicate with that situation. But uh, yeah, I think he actually did great in this role. It was awesome seeing Lando back in the Falcon, by the way. I love that. I love that. Like the moment where like uh, 3PO was explaining, oh, this is Lando Calvary. And Ray goes, we know who he is. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> we know. It, it's- it's like in Force Awakens when they're they're talking to Han. about Han Solo. Yeah. They're like the rebellion general, right? Like all these legends were were a thing. no the I smuggler. Love that. Yeah, it's <laughs> mm-hmm. Chewbacca shrugs like all of that. So, mm-hmm. good. so yeah, some of that charm back. Um, when they're sinking in the sand on Pasana and Finn screams, "Ray, I never told you." Most people were like thinking, "Oh, that he's in love with her." No, it's that he's telling her that he's force sensitive, essentially. He- which is I, an interesting. I understand that. I get that, and I even picked up on that the first time I saw this movie. It's not well done. It's not well done. Like they, 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 they don't. The, the the attention is not drawn clearly enough. Like the timing is not right. Like it, like it. It seems like a it, first time around. For, it seems like he wants to confess a love, right? Like everyone thought that the first time. Like the more you think about it, you understand like what's going on. But like the the the. The entire Finn is force sensitive, and I want to tell Ray thing is just so half baked in this. Perfect example is we finished the movie, and I said we never found out what what right um, he wanted to say to Ray. Exactly, like I still didn't even like think of that. Like, right, it, it's, it's I it, knew that he was force sensitive, but I didn't know that's what's what he wanted. That's what he wanted to tell Ray. Right, it, See, it, it, it's I, so. I I just thought very like again crowded movie, a lot going on. Benefit of the doubt, I understand it's tough, but that that was not done. The Once way it you said it, I got it, but it took I, I didn't get it that easily, I guess. Right, for sure. For sure. I I we talked about this last night. I did not feel any disappointment whatsoever towards Finn's trajectory and if anything was pretty satisfied with it. And um I think if there's a, a criticism of us or the average viewer, let's say not knowing what he was going to say there or at different times throughout the movie being like, what is that? What are we trying to do here? I think that is an overall criticism of rise of Skywalker and the theme that it's so packed that they don't do a good job of executing and explaining things. And you should never really have to go read a a star Wars book or the visual dictionary to figure out what happened in the movie. Right. Like, if he had ten minutes more of screen time, I'd have felt way different. See, I don't feel like that at all. Which I, is just crazy. I don't like feel like that either. The other way, I feel like ten minutes would not have been enough. I feel like they, I, I, I think they ran just like a little. Just give me like a little more. Like I, I feel like like I at know, all. Like no, you, you it had to go. Like, it had to go what, in a different direction. Did. You know, like I, I guess what at the end of this movie, what did you want from Finn? At the end of I this movie, what have done. but that's Ray that's not and the, Kylo Ren are, are the, the people, right? right the, like, but that's not the question I'm asking. Like, the, you you set the, you set Finn up differently in the Force Awakens, and that's the problem, right? So, yeah, in the, I'd agree with it, that. Yeah. I'd agree with that, hundred percent. That's because, how I feel. Because, he was he, he was he was definitely meant to be more of a a, a star of the movie and a Force user. Like he like he, I, I I just think he was supposed to be more main focused and more involved. And he, and like, yeah, at this point, like he he's was. Just, he was kind of one of the main feel like characters he, in the movie. In the first two like movies, not in this one. Ray. He was brushed off to be he he was brushed off just to be like a rebellion foot sh- foot soldier in this movie. Like what what special yep. did did Finn How bring though? to this he's, movie? He's the literal co general of the Rebel Alliance or Resistance by the the end of this movie. But what did Finn do that anybody couldn't do? Like what did Finn specifically in his talents and his personality slash you know, 
powers or his skills bring to this movie? Like, what's he do differently? I, I he had a feeling. So to me, I think his thing is, I kind of alluded this to this last night, is in Force Awakens, he is on the run because he's scared. So he's out of the first order. He just wants to get as far away from the fight as possible, right? He doesn't want to be involved at all. Maybe he circles back. Maybe not. He definitely does in the the last third of that movie. He definitely does in the last third of that movie. There's no maybe about it. What I'm saying is we get to Last Jedi and it's kind of the same thing. We're like, hey, he's this resistance hero. He faced off with Kylo Ren. And then he's like, yeah, I'm out again, right? Because Rose stops him from going in the escape pod. So he's got these issues. By the end of that movie, he's still trying to sort out who he is and what his convictions are. And Rose sets him on the path, right, with that line about saving what we love instead of destroying what we hate. So by the time we get to Rise of Skywalker, it's only a year after Last Jedi. I think he's still sorting that out. But guess what? Like He's willing to sacrifice himself for a really, really big cause by the end of that movie. And I think about his... So him and Poe kind of give this speech before they take off and go towards Exegol. The way John Boyega delivers that line about how they've taken enough of us and we're basically, I'm paraphrasing, that we're going to put an end to this fight, that's where I get goosebumps is when I'm like, oh, you've got the wild card here convinced. You've got Finn on your side. And I feel like there was such character growth there. So I don't know, like, are, are you going to also make him a Jedi in this movie? Like, I, I don't know. I never felt like it was lacking. I, I would have liked them to make him a Jedi throughout the trilogy as a whole. I mean, maybe in Last Jedi, give a little more and then give it, give all the rest of it in Rise of Skywalker. Where does your I, disappointment I, kick is my question, because it's not after Episode 7. I don't think it's after Episode 8. It's it's just by the time we get to Episode 9, and then you feel like he's a background character? I, I would have loved dialogue, specifically him saying I'm Force sensitive. Like not us just saying, yeah. oh well, he's having a feeling. I, I got it. He's got a Peter tingle, basically. Like we, yeah. it's it's not. Uh, it's yeah, not enough for me. Come that, on, it's Star Wars. What what are you? You're just I, you're just I, having a feeling. Come on. My thought on it is, I feel like in the the first two episodes of the this trilogy, it was like it was about him and Ray, and I feel like he was just as important as Ray was. And now, like it was Ray and um him, and obviously Kylo Ren was. I feel like the main three characters of the story. And then Poe was like the secondary character that was still involved in their whole group. Then it became Ray and Kylo Ren, and now he just kind of got jumbled in with Poe, and they became a duo. Which again, I'm not complaining that I don't think that like shouldn't have been like that. I'm just saying like, hey, maybe I want a little more. I don't know what I wanted. I just maybe wanted more. Yeah, he so. he 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 quickly became a boots on the ground resistance fighter without much special going on. Quickly, that and, and, I mean that's that's I guess that's my opinion. And then and Joe, you meant you brought it up. You brought up his his uh, his relationship with Rose. Say what you want about that. People, there's a lot of people that dislike it. You can go, you know, read the the terrible freaking fan reviews about it. But where is that in this movie? Where where is where is Finn? That is insane. Where is more of a criticism on Rose or their execution oh, of Rose than it is a Finn? I think. I disagree. That's a that's a relationship. It's part, that, of, his, it's part of Finn's story. Though. That's Finn's that's story. That's like me saying like that something with Ray and Kylo was just one of their faults. Like right. it's both. That that's that's so. Finn gets right. a hell of a lot of screen time as a prominent character, and Rose is clearly the one that's sidelined to me. Oh, she's totally sidelined for sure. For oh, yeah. sure. But where, like yeah. if if I imagine Colin Trevorrow has the keys to Episode Nine. It's not like that. I think she's 
on that mission with them or whatever mission. But she, but she exists to be like a com- uh, to, to be a, a compliment to to Finn, right? Like so, I I I just think there's there's a lot missing. I think if that, I'm being honest, I felt like they were going the more the route when he met the other the girl that was also a stormtrooper. I felt like, hey, Rose is out of the picture now. This new girl's in, right? And like that's kind of I felt like a little bit for a little and while. They didn't and do the that end, either. Like, and at the end, he's hugging Rose again. At the end, like, hey, I miss you. And I'm like, well, like. What's what's the story we, here? Yeah, what's up? We, we yeah. clearly yeah. see that the movie is just focused on Ray's kind of total development. And I get it because they don't have and enough like, time to do anything else but that. Hundred like, percent. I I, oh, they, they I don't, don't I don't think they did him. They didn't do him justice. I think they they gave him the story he should have. I just think that they could have gave him more of a story on his end too. Yeah, I think they should have so, more. Yeah. I mean, we got like post Kajimi stuff, right? Like yeah. we get we get Ray's everything in the movie, and the then for, possible. Feel like not much I think else. it's possible for me to like agree with everything Joe's saying, but also feel like, hey, maybe I also wanted more. You know, what I mean? what it's kind of like where like, I'm at. And that's fine. Obviously, there's no wrong answer there. I'm just trying to articulate what you guys were were looking for. You know, and I, it, it, that's fine at the end of the day because it's all. No, it's not fine. I don't care about your opinion on Star Wars, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> you said you liked it, but okay, just that's great. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, I think if I think about Rose specifically, definitely not Finn from my point of view. Rose is like the poster child for the stupid, irrational Last Jedi fear that Lucasfilm yeah. had, where it was like, "Oh my gosh, she's we we gotta just put her to the side." Ridiculous. Kelly Murray Train Silly. is awesome. I, lo- you know, say what you want about that character. I enjoyed that character in Last Jedi. I love that her and Finn were off doing what they did with DJ. But you know, that's probably a whole nother discussion. I like um, that whole scene. On a lot of people didn't like that, and um, cancel by the last. Yeah, whatever that little gambling planet was, I liked that whole whole scene. Yeah. I love that whole area. It was awesome. Cancel, but I like the, the dynamic. Awesome. It was freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah, totally so. agreed. Uh, speaking of of questionable characters, John, this is C three PO's best movie. Agreed. I agree. I, like what? <laughs> I'll cheers to that. I I, I lovingly hate C three PO. I lovingly yeah. hate him. That's like I, you, you you guys are you, you you hype it up a little bit too much. Does he three PO suck? Yeah, he he, he kind of sucks. But like, can he be charming? And is he is he lovable sometimes? Sure, this is his best movie for sure. Does does Babu Frick like bring that up tenfold? Does he carry it? Babu Frick, maybe freaking awesome. Awesome. We didn't say freaking. Yeah, Yeah. he. uh, I, I love that he cannot speak that Sith language. I think that's really funny. Of course, he cannot speak the one time they want him to actually talk. Um, and he goes on to say that it was a bill passed in the, the days of the old Republic. So, of course, that's a Palpatine thing, right? Like, he, sneaky, sneaky. Gets that done. Uh, Interesting. I love the the Pasana sequence with the TIE fighter and, and Ray and, and Kylo. I know we just talked about this there. I, I like it, too. I like it a lot. I think it's that I don't dislike it. I don't love it either. I'm like it's in between. It's a very cool backflip. It's awesome, but I feel like it's like they do it to do it. That's my problem with it. They did it. And they did do it. They did it to did, did it. it. You know? That one. I hate um, it. That's why they kiss at the end because she flips over oh, his and she's like, oh, you had me at my flip at the flip. You stop it right now. Here's where I feel like Lucasfilm or at least whoever is, you know, in the story group in this movie did not understand the force and it's when ray shoots the lightning out of her hand accidentally that's not a thing 
it's a Sith thing. That's like, you've got to lean full into being a, a dark side user to, to shoot that lightning. And I feel like they're like, Oh no, it's not based on whether you're good or bad. It's based on your genes and you, is he's your grandpa. Yeah. That's star Wars logic. It's false. I was, a little, but, I was a little confused when I first saw that scene, I thought there'd be some more debt later on the road where Palpatine was like, Hey, I did that to try to trick you to thinking you were a Sith than really Ray actually doing it. And they never went that route. And I was like, cause like, that's a big thing. Like we didn't talk about this after the fact, but since I've had time to digest, I don't hate Palpatine being in it as much as I did. I feel like where else would, could they have went with what they were trying to do? Yep. And for being honest, Palpatine's all in every, almost every single movie. He's always been the one behind the scenes. Yes. And I don't hate that they did that. It makes sense. Um, so, you know, a little different than what I said when, at the time, but. Yeah. Um, the lightning thing is funny to me. And then right after, though, I love that her and Kylo are basically force pulling that shift back and forth. I'm like, yes. oh, my gosh. I, uh, I'm going to go ahead. I, I disagree about the force lightning. I, I don't think the force lightning was there to show that she's, you know, uh, the granddaughter of, of Palpatine. I think that it was there to show that she was angry and she was tapping into the dark side of the force. Like, I think she was she was so mad that she she tipped over like she she's learning the force still like she's she's still like balancing she doesn't know this very well and she's so angry about what's going on she just uses her raw power and she taps into the dark side and that 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 was a big scene for me I think that was awesome I really like I mean, that they, they that from the force awakens too when she was looking into the dark cave I mean that that right that, like she she they, they built I mean, up that struggle with her they built up that struggle yes, with her about like the balance between and she's even in this movie she's already questioning like her 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 position you know by the way not force weekends no yeah for sure but even (laughs) even even in this movie like we're already past the point where she had the vision about the you know her being a sith with the freaking teeth and the lightsaber and stuff like that so uh, to me that works so well that that, that's just her on the wrong specifically i think it's just her her and her battle agreed it's like an an battle right Yes, it, I yeah. took it as as Lucasfilm not understanding what they were doing there, but I, that yeah, perspective changes I disagree, my yeah. view a little on it. Um, just because of how they handled certain things, I, was, I didn't have the benefit of a doubt. Right, uh, I I legitimately thought they killed off Chewie there. Oh, me too. Easy, yeah, yeah, 100%. Too. Oh, and I was yes. mad about it too. I thought that like an off like an off screen death for for Chewie, like disrespectful. I didn't, you know, I didn't think so. I really thought they did, and I was upset, and I couldn't believe it. Finn's reaction there, Ray's reaction is really outstanding acting there. Uh, it's funny when Lauren saw it in theaters with me, she was like, You're kidding me. She's like, Tell me that didn't happen. And I'm just, I knew what happened. I'm like, No, you got to watch the movie. Just wait five minutes. You'll wait. see what happens. Seriously. Um, yeah, but kudos to them because it doesn't happen a lot in movies, I feel like, where they, I, I get tricked when it comes to character. A deaths. good fake out. Yeah. That one got me. Uh yeah, Babu Frick, uh, MVP, right? Like, hey. yeah, unsung wow. hero. Just Dude, awesome, they're just awesome they're, Star Wars character. Yeah. Uh, as we mentioned, voiced by uh, the actress who uh, was Moaning Myrtle in, in Harry Potter. John Williams is also in the bar on Kachimi, so that's his first uh, Star Wars cameo, which is awesome. There's music playing during Poe and Zori Bliss's little conversation about the, the Battle of Crate that is directly from Attack of the Clones. John Williams had wrapped in music from each of the previous films to tie into this. 
My only disappointment is that I believe Duel of the Fates from Phantom Menace was supposed to be playing while Rey and Kylo were battling on the remains of the Death Star. That would have made that really epic. <laughs> that would However, have been insane. Yes, and it even played in one of the TV spots for it, which you got to check out if you haven't seen. Uh, Duel of the Fates, sure enough, makes a, an appearance. Uh, I love when Ray uses the, the Force to mind trick the Stormtroopers. I, the reaction is just so funny to me because um, the one is like, I'm glad you're here. And the other guy's like, it's good. I don't know why <laughs> yeah, I think that's so funny. It, it is Thank funny. You. Definitely funny. <laughs> Uh, that we talk about the parents and the heritage thing with Ray, and what better way to encapsulate all of this from when Kylo Ren says, "I never lied." It's like such a way to be like, "Yeah, we're not retconning what's in Last Jedi, but we're also leaving it that it was just ambiguous." Right. So, whatever. Uh, General Hux is the spy. Tim, you mentioned that. I get it. I, I was just you had an opinion on that. Yeah, I, I get it. I understand. I just wasn't expecting it because he was so my issue is he was so when I first saw him in the, the first part of the trilogy, he was so passionate about the first order and everything that it was like, he just threw everything away for revenge on Kylo Ren. But like he was throwing away the entire first order. Like yeah, it, to it, me, like that was a little off character a little bit because I get that you can't, you can not like Kylo Ren and still want to support the first order. And I just felt like he's like, Hey, I don't give a shit anymore. I just want Kylo Ren to lose. Like yeah, that, that's whatever. a tu- that's a tough one for me. I think I think Hux was a really cool character. He was built up so well in the Force Awakens, and like you see it in the Last Jedi, he starts to they sway, they give you that comedic relief. The first the opening sequence, like there's 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 that comedy. You're you're opening the door for Hux to be like a comedic character, and they, they go full send here, but. Yeah, I mean, to me, like he, like they set him up as almost like a Tarkin-like character. Like he was like the general. He was the he was the top dog when it comes to like the war and military. When it comes to the First Order, and they just kind of like threw that away. So to me, I feel that, like the fact that that Finn had to shoot him in the leg and get him to explain why he was doing it means that you should they didn't do it right. You know what I mean? Like again, over explaining, Finn shot him in the leg and said, "Why are you helping us?" And he had to explain like, "Well, this is why I'm helping you." Right. Yeah. Like just to was, kind of correct the character. You know what I mean? Again, they're telling, not showing. Yes. Well, like that's the, the the best way to have uh, Huck's kind of arc be better is just have him be that guy to talk to Palpatine because he hates like talking about I'm doing this because I hate Kylo. How about you you go to Palpatine when Kylo's no longer the guy that that, that goes to Palpatine? You know what I mean? I, I can't remember the general that when they spoke to Palpatine before they went to Exegol. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah. Is that what it's, I would have loved Hux to be that. Like, that, totally don't even use that guy at all. Hux, t- take the spot and call it a day. Pride's such a random character to, to plug in here. Agreed. Yeah, right. To me. Uh, right. Well played, but... Right. Um, so, Janna, we, we talked about the character that was the, the former Stormtrooper that Finn connects with. That's another recycled name. In the, the previous Legends, uh, Jaina was one of the Solo's children. So they, they keep doing this. They did it with Kira, who was supposed to be Rey. They, they've done it a few times throughout Starkiller Base, etc. Um, The second Death Star, by the way, the remains there, that's one of the best aesthetics so and visual freaking cool in the entire saga. Just beautiful. Even the music playing there. Oh my gosh, so well done. Um. So Leia passing away basically is supposed to mirror how Luke in Last Jedi sent his force projection 
to the Battle of Crate and tricked Kylo Ren, right? Like Luke's using all his strength to do that. It's not explained well here, but Leia does the same thing. The only thing is she sends Han Solo to Ben to, to have that conversation essentially with him. And by the way, I love that conversation, even though it's like some of the logic is a little bit messy there. It's just so special, the father-son thing. And of course, at the end of it, Ben wants to say, I love you to him. And he can't muster the words to say it. And, and Han says, I know, which is a beautiful throwback to Empire Strikes Back. So it is fitting that they had Harrison Ford, you know, make his appearance in this movie. Agreed. Awesome. Yeah, I agree. Um, I like the whole exchange between Ray and Luke, uh, Luke's force ghost when she gets to Octu. I like that she's doing the same thing he did, falling into the same pattern. She's throwing it all away, saying, I'm going to be the problem. But hey, maybe you're not going to be the problem. And I love what Luke tells her. Of course, another little bit of a retcon with Last Jedi. He says, a Jedi weapon deserves more respect, right? When he catches it. Because what does he do in the, the beginning of episode eight? He tosses that lightsaber. And then he says, some things are stronger than blood, which is where Rey gets into being a Skywalker. Kind of. Uh, Leia's lightsaber. I, you, you know, you got your feelings on, on her as a Jedi or maybe not being a Jedi, but I love that she had a lightsaber and it kind of mimicked what Luke's looks like in Return of the Jedi. That's a beautiful thing to me. Uh, Carrie Fisher's daughter, Billy Lord, her hairstyle is the exact same as Carrie Fisher's was in Return of the Jedi. That, of course, is very emotional that she gets to be in some scenes there with uh, Force Awakens Carrie Fisher. Emperor Palpatine's throne is Ralph McQuarrie's design, very much like Vader's castle. The Sith Eternalists, which we can talk about the execution. They're the, all the kind of shadowy figures that are around Palpatine when Rey meets up towards the end. They are chanting the words from Duel of the Fates, which is very interesting. I love that he calls her Empress Palpatine. Um, Kylo Ren, when he shows up as Ben Solo to try to help save the day at the end, his music is playing only instead of a minor key. It's in a major key which is something that J.J. Abrams had asked uh, to happen. There's no dialogue from Ben Solo after he reverts back to Ben Solo. Let's talk about Adam Driver here for a minute and his performance as Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo in this movie. I think it's his best performance in the entire trilogy, and I always thought he did a good job. Anyone have any thoughts on, on his portrayal in this? I think it's tough to say best performance for me because he he was so prevalent and so menacing in, in Force Awakens. Like Force Awakens is still my number one for him, but I, I'm I'm with you though. Like it, he he crushed it in this turnaround. All, everything he was in was incredible. There, he had to be wide range too in what he did here because he had to be Kylo Ren. He had to be a different persona as Ben Solo. We see him with the lightsaber at the end. How beautiful is that, right? He gets to finally uh, hold that Anakin Skywalker lightsaber, yeah. but he fights like him too, right? Or, he's he's not sloppy. He's quick. He looks almost like a prequel era Jedi, and I was craving that when he fights the Knights of Ren. Yep. And then, of course, the beautiful thing where he, he does the Han Solo kind of shrug. Just they nailed everything Ben Solo in the last third of that movie. Would he come awesome. in with the Han Solo blaster or no? I fe- yeah, forget if he did. Or not. He did. He had it. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like curious. What do we think about like, the, the 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 dyad like the, the connection in general and be, being able to like to physically take stuff from the other person? Like, what do you think about that? I think it's messy. 
Yeah, I weird. respect it, it's, but it's messy. It's fun. It's it's definitely fun, but it's like I, how, I mean, how far can we go with this? You know, I'm just wondering if it's like a random occurrence within the force, or there's some kind of like. I mean, it, it happens. All, it happens every time they talk. Basically, like something gets brought into the foreground. Like you know, like right. You know, like well, when, we see, right. Well, this is the first time seen in generations too, right? We see shades of it in Last Jedi, right? Because like at at times, so Ray's on Octu. And they're, when they're talking one time and, and Kylo Ren's got water on him because right. it was raining where Ray right. was. So like there's there's shades of it. Oh, for right. sure. It's, Again, it's, the logic is like, I, I don't understand. But John, you said it specifically. Night, like, we should have some suspension of this disbelief when it comes to, to this. Otherwise, yeah. you're never going to be able to explain everything. No doubt. Right. I like the idea of it because it is pretty epic that he has that lightsaber. It, I love when the Knights of Red yeah. stand back. It, and like, it's oh, a cool oh, moment. Yeah. And he like shrugs right. and he's like, that's the Han Solo shrug. Yeah, he just he hope. just straight up bodies them too. <laughs> I love it. What a He's bunch of clowns, dude! And everything. Nice I mean, to run. Yeah, clowns. Oh man. <laughs> uh, so when I said there were a few kind of end game moments, which whatever, not as epic, but when all the ships show up. I get so I get goosebumps, man. Yeah, like all yeah, those ships in the galaxy. That's a, what an amazing sequence that is. It's beautiful. And then the whole "I am all the Jedi." What what do we think about that? Like interesting logic here, right? For for the end of the Skywalker saga. I, I mean, don't know. I think I think it's awesome. I think it's ultimate hype. I mean, like the the line that you know, Palpatine, "I am all of the Sith," and Ray, "I am." Of the Jedi, I just I I said to you yesterday, I can't, I can't stop but think when she pauses after saying "I am," thinking about Iron Man. <laughs> I cannot yeah. like right like it, it's, it's just so it, yeah. it's too on the nose. Like where everybody who's a freaking Star Wars fan is a is a Marvel fan. Like we, we've all seen Endgame already. So when she goes "I am," I'm just thinking Iron Man, and I get chills. Right. Just like I get chills thinking about that. So it, it was a cool moment. Like yeah. it was, it was, it was the right response to that moment. But you know, it a little derivative. It I came think... out nine months after Endgame. Yeah, <laughs> like we, it, we, right there. We weren't we ready. Oh, yeah. We weren't ready. <laughs> I think. Uh, oh God, JT. Oh no! Just uh, real quick, because it was right before that when when speaking to John's like sound system when when Palpatine shot the lightning up, I got goosebumps. I don't know why. It was just such a perfect. It was cool. It was yeah. It was awesome. Scene. I, I love that scene. I love Palpatine. So like where we we ever Palpatine being the focus again, but that specific scene I, for some reason I, I was like, oh shit! I felt like my hair's going up and everything. It was awesome. Yeah. I, it, that that showed the true power because I know we talked jokingly and have what kind of power? Whatever. True power or unlimited power? Unlimited power. Uh, I looked over to Joe though, and I said, hmm. Ray killed Palpatine. How Mace Window almost did. Interesting, very interesting. Just saying, he could have beat that ass. But what I say about about all the oh, Jedi thing, I feel like that that was kind of. I feel like you need to say that because it almost by bringing Palpatine back, it almost made made me feel like all the stuff prior was like, you know, what Luke did didn't matter, and I feel like him them doing that was like, hey, it didn't matter. Yeah, you know, the, you got to this point because of what Luke did, right? For sure, you know, and that's kind of how I felt about that. So, so. so I don't. I guess it's more so execution with Palpatine. Like if we got signs of him in, in the Last Jedi, I'd be okay with it. It's just when I guess the when of the execution is so the problem quick. I have. So quick. people come back in Star Wars all the time, so I'm not too mad about him in general coming back. How they went about it was my biggest issue. I mean, totally. Like 
we found out in a trailer the man's I mean, come on, it should, that shouldn't really yeah. be the case. We should get that right like in the said, movie, John, you know, in the movie itself, yeah. you know, in, in the prior. Um, or just maybe if they give little trinkets of it throughout seven and eight, I don't know. Agreed, agreed, kind of odd how, how they did it for sure. Uh, we get a, a quick glimpse of Wedge Antilles. Dennis Lawson plays that character. Dennis Lawson is the uncle of Ewan McGregor. Did you guys know this, by the way, that um, in episode two of Kenobi, he he's on oh my gosh that planet anyway he goes up to that girl and she's basically trying to sell him drugs oh, it's his you? daughter it's you and mcgregor's daughter so now we got three generations of that family in oh, this wow. movie. awesome awesome sure. and die you die you thank you um you see the ghost also in uh from rebels which is their their ship that yep. is in uh the final sequence there and then um I love that Leia waits. So her body waits until Ben passes into the force and then her body ends up going. It's almost yeah. like she's waiting for him. She's That's still a part. Of, she's still a part of him. Yeah. It, that, that was really touching for me. Um, and then really the only other thing I, I wanted to mention the very, very end. I think we all love the yellow lightsaber. Yes. Right. Mm. We haven't yeah. seen a yellow lightsaber on screen ever pretty awesome just like in mandalorian we never saw a white lightsaber until we got ahsoka so we're starting to see these awesome things happen uh we think it's a uh a double bladed lightsaber because it's it's her staff that she's had throughout the three movies which is epic we've never seen where someone makes something existing into a lightsaber uh but how do we feel let's close it out here on ray saying that she is ray skywalker i love it yeah i like it too yeah, it, it makes so much sense. Like, like Leia, so in two different ways, Leia and Luke were her parents, right? Like, they're they're brother and sister, so obviously that doesn't track perfectly. But like, they, they I mean, she hasn't she hasn't had a, a she hasn't had a father and a mother figure, right? Like, she in her adult life, Leia and Luke were were the ones, and and she is very clearly a very tal- talented Jedi. So like, it just makes so much sense. She is. Skywalker. We'll call them godparents. So I would go with the Skywalker thing. But one last point um, for the whole... I would have liked Rey to not be a Jedi. What? I would have... So, I, honestly, for me personally, I with how they led, with how Luke kind of wanted the Jedi to end, I'm not, like, that was to an extreme, but I, I would... You guys ever watched Sons of Anarchy? No. This is random. Okay, well, there's something called that you're referencing this. So. Well, there's something called nomad, right? It's just someone that's part of the the general good part of the the force in this sense, right? And I don't, I don't like the. I, I just wanted the Jedi to be done after this, like no, because in my opinion, the Jedi are more as controversial as the Sith. You know, there's always that that thinking, in my opinion. But I, I, I don't think, know. I don't, I don't like that she end up being the Skywalker. Fine, but I don't want her to be a Jedi. I, I think really I think there's a lot of messiness that goes like goes along with like the Jedi and the Order and stuff like that. But at the at the end of the day, a light side user is a Jedi, and that, that's what that's like what we've been taught to think about that. You know, I, don't, I, I don't agree though because Ahsoka's not. <laughs> like, but just, she, was, she, she, is, she was. She is. She is. She was. She left the and she left the Order because she's not a fan of of them and their ultimatums. Right, like that. I love I love people the light side users that aren't Jedi. Like the Jedi Order is clearly has lot of issues are but their cockiness is the reason why they fell apart in the first place but i, I, I mean I, like, i'm I'm, in, I'm in to explore that but like ahsoka yeah. is the only example of that right 
Well, uh, as oh, far Orla as Girani, you haven't really read the book, but she's an example too. She's the the wayfinder kind of person where she left right. the order because she didn't believe the order. But and right. but she's not she's a, a woman with a double side light double but, said lightsaber. But she's light side. She's still like she's not light side though. Like she she's a bounty hunter and she's like out for her own good. But she's not right. doing bad things. She but she's supposed to be selfless, right? Like, right. Like she she the she's there. Again, she's, that's the order. That's the part of the order talking. Right, maybe, and the order doesn't exist I, I, anymore. So I, I'm, I'm not about the order. I'll put it that way. Like Luke making Grogu choose, right? Like that Sith are supposed to do that. I don't know. That's my There's thing. A, that's definitely um, a discussion we can oh, really tear for into. Sure, for sure. Um, I'm, I'm all I don't up. know that I agree, but um, I so I don't believe mind in the order. The Ra- I, I like the Ray Skywalker stuff because that's kind of what I wanted all along, which is is funny to say. Um, but that is the ultimate way of them saying we're gonna please everybody here, you know? Yeah, yeah. for sure. She has this stupid, ridiculous forced kiss with Kylo Ren, and Ugh. we're still gonna call her a lightsaber. Yeah, or a Skywalker. That is just, oh my gosh, just that was the moment in the movie where I'm like, all right, we jumped the shark here. Got it. All right, that's it. Uh, favorite non non title character. <laughs> so <laughs> let's just say any character. Favorite character in this movie, performance wise, John. Oh man, you gotta come back to me. I gotta think. I gotta think. JT, Tim. I'm going first. I get it's easy for me. Ray for me, and a big part of that is the only thing in this entire movie that sticks with me the entire freaking time: the double-sided sided lightsaber when she fights the dark side of herself is to me. And I'll just tell it out. That's the scene of all scenes for me. The the scene that I love the most. That's it's that. Just it's so the concept so bad. Yep. And especially after coming off the books, I was just like, bam, that's it. So and I just loved. I mean, again, this is a movie about her. You know, I'll take the easy way out. It's uh, you know, like I said, she doesn't have a last name. You know, change that. Fun fact: you can be Dark Side Ray in Lego Star Wars. Ooh. It does she have the double side? Does she have that lightsaber or no? Mm-hmm. Ooh, it is epic. Ray is also my my choice for this. Uh, JT, go back to you. I'm over verse. Um, I, I I can't pick. Babu Frick. No, that's yeah. too easy. Hey, hey, hey. I mean, you go Kylo Ben. Right, that's me. That's I mean, might as well. That's might as well. Yeah, I mean, hundred percent. John is definitely picking C three PO. C three PO. C three PO was actually. How did you get it really wrong? <laughs> no, but I, I, yeah, hundred percent. I'm all about that that Ben transition and and coming back to the light side. It was bound to happen, but yeah, I think Adam sure. Driver is out of this world, and he yeah nails this role throughout. He's, the trilogy. he's coming back. I'm calling it. I saw a really crazy theory as to how he's coming back. Some Exegol weird stuff. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, now that I read it, I want it to happen. Either way. <laughs> All right, John, we're going the same character. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. me, for me, it's Kylo. I, yeah, it's he's the one. He carries this movie in terms of like the the consequences, the weight. Um, I think he's the best actor in this this trilogy by yes. far. Like not even close. Um, yeah, the, I think he kills it. That moment of the movie. Any one hmm. particular you skipped me, I already said. When when Kylo beat the hell out of the Knights of Ren, that was 
awesome to me. I love like, that. I didn't even think you made the comment of like fighting like Anakin. Now that I think back to that, oh my god, that was. I mean, Driver had to have. Yeah. Pulled, it's yeah. really fast, right? Like, it's fast. I mean, his his ability to, to click into the Force, because you, you figure, you know, as a Sith, he had a real hard, hard connections to the Force, but he still brought those powers over to the light side. You know what I mean? Like, he was in tune with all of it, and, and his skill set was insane. His skill set was insane. I mean, he does his own choreography, right, Trevor? I'm assuming? I, I think so. I, yeah. I don't know that. I mean, if he did, then, oh my God. <laughs> that's That's amazing. It's it, there's just so much depth because he's basically acting as all these different sub characters within that one person. Right. John, that moment in the movie for you, one of the first of the movie and it, it is uh Leia. I'm sorry, not Leia. I mean, she's, she's involved, but uh, Ray just doing her, her training, her Jedi training, her awesome. floating, her floating with the rocks, like, you know, being in touch with the forest, doing her little backflip. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Running the, running the obstacle course, like just to see like, she's putting in the work. Like she, she, she is a Jedi. She understands what's going on. Like she has, she has somebody in Leia that understands the force that's advising her. Like to see the, like that's the biggest complaint about, about Ray. Like, Oh, she's force sensitive and she's like the best Jedi. And she never had any, any training. Like, we see the training here. Like she is doing it. She's putting in the work. It's so cool just to see her in in you know in touch with the force. Ray's just looks like Leia in general, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> seriously. It starts that that training droid, right? Right. Now, yeah. I love. Oh my gosh! Again on John's sound system, that do, 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 do. Oh, it's yeah. amazing when she tosses the lightsaber, but she has the stick basically, right? Or- and that's how she gets the droid. So awesome. So cool. Great moment. It's funny because when she's first sitting with the rocks, the first thing I thought of. Is when the one guy was like in uh, Rogue One was like I'm one with the Force and the Force is one with me when she's like chanting about like all the previous Jedi to like yeah that's what I thought I thought of yeah I see that I like at the end how she's not getting it and she kind of just it's like a teenager she's like ugh they're not with me I don't know <laughs> good uh, good stuff from Daisy Ridley there I can make sure. a number of moments I'm gonna pick the whole Exegol sequence in the beginning with Kylo Ren man is that intense and i could watch that over and over when he discovers the emperor that the emperor tells him he's been every voice he's ever heard inside his head so you hear snoke you hear vader and of course you hear palpatine what a way to start this movie and really bring palpatine back into the fold i could also talk about when the ships show up towards the end of the movie i could talk about the i am all the jedi i could talk about ray skywalker so many high points in this movie uh guys time to rank this thing Mm. i'm very curious i have no idea where this is going to end up but john we've got some catch-up to do if you want to catch up people on the ranking i also used a jedi mind trick my idea uh i used that (laughs) last time we recorded here to to flip something and we'll see if that was successful or not all right so before any any said Jedi mind trick in you know changing of rankings, what we have right now is number one, The Empire Strikes Back. Number two, Rogue One. Number three, The Force Awakens. Number four, The Last Jedi. Number five, A New Hope. Number six, Revenge of the Sith. Seven, Return of the Jedi. Eight, Attack of the Clone. Nine, The Phantom Menace. Ten, Solo. So one spot left, but before we get there... Like Josiah teased, he used the Jedi mind trick. He said, hey, I'm not happy with these rankings. I'm not, I'm not happy with them. So Joe thought maybe, just maybe, I could get 
The Force Awakens ahead of Rogue One. Which, if you remember, was the exact Jedi mind trick that JT used to go the other way. Uh, was Joe successful? Check out twitter.com slash thegeekiverse. He sure was. The Force Awakens won that the mind crack. trick. I didn't even know that was put up. I know, yeah, dude. Really cool. We did that shit at like I, three I in the yes, morning, no. bro. We were like, dude, all right, all right. <laughs> I, I, I edited this shit. I'm like, don't talk about it. It's up. Don't worry about it. Just let it go. Vote. <laughs> Just vote. That's what you tried with the Empire Strikes Back, but did not work. No, yeah, we, we tried our best. And that was never going to happen. It was never going to happen. But yeah, so so we so Joe successfully Jedi mind tricked The Force Awakens ahead of Rogue One. Great movies, both great movies. But uh, yeah, we, I don't hate it. You know, and there, you know, nothing to argue about. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> I think Solo is super low. Oh my god, that's awful. <sighs> it's exactly where it needs to be. I know. Do you yeah. like? That is silly. I love it as a solo movie. It's about to be like, 11. 11? That's crazy. It's going to be 11. It, it's tough because like solo solo is good, dude. I love solo, but I just like all the Star Wars sure. movies I better. Think I, said, in my defense, I think I said I, I would put it over Phantom Menace, but I didn't win. Right. You you, you lost that. Yeah. yeah. 100%, 100% no. over Phantom Menace. Dude, that's as far as I would have won. I would have not bro, won any. Bro, if you were to tell me right now, like, all right, John, we're watching a movie. Solo or the Phantom Menace? I'm watching the Phantom Menace every time, dude. Like no, no. like no chance. I'm wa- like every time I'm watching Pod Racing and Darth Maul and Qui Gon Jinn. Every time. I, mean, I, mean, I only watch Solo as part of a rewatch, and I I like it's, it's a just, good it's it's a no good movie. It. It's 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 right. a really good movie, but it's it's. Every right. every it's time, Maul's in the Phantom Menace for like thirty seconds. What who? Who cares? Darth Maul. He's barely in a freaking movie. Just yeah, I was jo- I was joking because John's like, I want to see Darth Maul, and he's talking about Phantom Menace. I'm like, well, you could see Darth Maul in Solo as well. Anyway, yeah, yeah. about the same duration, <laughs> same amount of I, more dialogue in Solo. Actually. He's yeah. just he's way too long. I can't. <laughs> no, it's, it's he does totally ignite his lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right, one more is lightsaber. We're we're starting at the 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 bottom. We're doing all. This is episode eleven. Right. We're doing we're doing it. We're doing it all. All right. So, Rise of Skywalker. Who here thinks it's better than Solo, a Star Wars story? All of us. We all do. All right. Who thinks it's better than the Phantom Menace? We all do. Who thinks it is better than Attack of the Clones? We all do. Who thinks it is better than episode five or four? Wait, wait, hold on. Six. (laughs) Six. Oh, boy. Six. Return of the Jedi. This is where it gets dicey. Nope. It is better than Return of the Jedi. It is not, though. It is. So Joe and JT say yes. Tim says no. Oh, and me. People only think about the latter parts of Return of the Jedi, and that's fine. But Rise of Skywalker has more consistent highs despite its flaws. I think Joe's just a fanboy for the sequel nope. trilogies. It's better. It's not. It is. It's staying? It's not. Rise of Skywalker is not better than Return of the Jedi. 
It's not. It's not. It's not a better movie. There, there, there's, there's fun stuff. It's, 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 it's a popcorn flick in 2020. And again, I like Rise of Skywalker. Just- it, it's fun, but Return of the Jedi is is a better movie. It's a better Star Wars movie for sure. Like I, how many go, times? Have- I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, obviously, I love all these movies, even Phantom Menace and Solo, to a fault. But Return of the Jedi is the most overrated Star Wars movie out there. Oh, that, that's if you think it that's, then vote. that's insane. Then trick. That's insane trick. to me. That's insane. I, I don't I, even think no, it's that it, overrated. The Skywalker is not going to pass Return of the Jedi. No, in, in the public it, it will. I, I, I'm just saying. I, I just think yeah. it's insane because I don't think Return of the Jedi is that overrated. Like I think it's like very clearly the third of the you know like the yeah the, the third favorite of the original trilogy. I don't. But, I mean, I don't we have it number seven. That that's a clear consensus. I think, in my opinion. Empire is the clear consensus, and we're if we're just talking original trilogy or right. in general, uh, and I think maybe I would almost say fifty fifty people love Return of the Jedi because they love Luke Skywalker in that movie, which great, that's fine. I'm just saying, uh, but for what it's worth, I would not have put Rise of Skywalker above Revenge of the Sith. So I, I would have stopped there. Interesting. Um, JT, but, what about you? Um. I probably, yeah, I'm with Joe. I would have had, I would have kept that seven. Don't That's you love pretty that? Close. They're pretty close. We got revenge, return, rise. Beautiful. I love it. I love it. That's a good list right now, dude. Like that's 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 a fun list. Yeah, honestly, that is a great list. I feel good about that list. I mean, people are gonna be really mad about the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi being where they are, but like, you know, grow up. Yeah, totally. I'm happy that, with it. What would have been? The most controversial would have been Force Awakens over Empire. So, yes, I, it was there. It was there. <clears throat> Personally, it I, there, I, I like where it's at. I put Solo higher, a little bit higher. Uh, over um, what though? I, over what really though? The Attack of the Clones and Phantom Menace. Both of them. The thing is, yes. people are always 100%. are like, "Oh my gosh, no Solo was so great," and I'm like, "No, you just had zero expectations for it. You probably forgot it even came out because Endgame no. and Deadpool two just it's, came out. It's genuinely better than those two. You think oh, you think Solo is okay. better than Obi Wan Kenobi? I watched it one time. I movies. probably will not watch it again unless I have to. It's good. <laughs> it, it is good. <laughs> like you're talking, Ewan McGregor is Obi Wan Kenobi. I mean, in, we're not we're not saying like Phantom and Attack are, are masterpieces, are we? But they're not. They're, they're still <laughs> That's how we define masterpieces. <laughs> <laughs> these Joe standards. Listen, it's not. not My standards, I, really. I would personally, I'd put Revenge at four. Revenge at four. I so just I drop, think... drop those two down and revenge personally. Mm, that's yeah, that, that's that's totally fair. Last Jedi is better than Re- like, Revenge. I think our top three is no matter what in that top three. I, I would never. Have anything no, Revenge the of the Sith is better than Last Jedi. We are the only four people on the planet that would yes. have Rogue One. Sith is better than Last Jedi. He's saying sure. Revenge of the Sith is better than the Last Jedi. Oh, I understand. I understand. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I I, I don't. I disagree. But uh, I, uh, I I would have a Revenge above a New Hope, which you know, whatever. Crucify me, Last Jedi. I would also have above Rogue One, but that is splitting hairs. So I really don't think this is a bad what's list. It, what's really funny though is like. I'm probably in the majority party with some of the stuff that I voted on. You are, and it's tough sure. because like you guys have an opinion, but you know that you wouldn't be able to get approved in a, it wouldn't, it wouldn't go through a Twitter poll. Yeah. The so, Senate, the Senate like the would not part. agree. Yes. I mean, how cool is it though that Rogue One's able to even be there without a freaking Jedi in sight? Yeah. 
Yeah, you know what R- I mean? Rogue One's yeah, awesome, man. Rogue One's a, such a fun awesome. movie. It's so good. We, we don't have Jar Jar Binks to rig the vote for us. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we can't all be Seth Lord Jar Jar Binks. That's right. I love that theory. I'm excited, fellas. You know, hopefully another movie comes out soon. Soonish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's awake. So, guys, awesome. we did it. We've got a complete, as for now, list for Star Wars reviewed. That's pretty crazy. We made it. We did it. Did it. We sure did. 2 a.m. We did it. We did it. We'll wrap this episode up with Star Wars reviewed. If you like Star Wars in general, obviously you're probably watching this episode. But uh, John, we've got another nice weekly show that we've been doing, at least weekly temporarily, about Star Wars coverage specifically about one of our favorite characters. What show can fans check out? We've got two weeks left, man. Hello there. That's the name of our, the name of our show for uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, the series. We're, we're doing weekly reactions. We're trying to get them done the same day it comes out. We're trying to stay timely with it. We've been so far so good. So we got two left. Uh, Hello there has been awesome. Obi-Wan has been awesome. So if, if you like Star Wars, check that out. Good stuff. If we want to catch some live streams when it comes to video games and charity events. Tim, where can people go? You can go to the Geekiverse Twitch, which some people are on right now as we're streaming this live. Also, too, I think uh, at some point, maybe next week, we're going to start a live stream of The Quarry, a new game that's coming out on Friday. Uh, you know, should be a lot of fun, kind of seeing what kind of decisions that we make. And maybe even if you're in the chat, you get to make some decisions for us. So, Heck yeah. I will watch. I will watch it. I play. <laughs> that's all we need, JT. Awesome. Well, we want to thank everyone for joining us, whether it was twitch.tv slash the Geekiverse, watching on youtube.com slash the Geekiverse, or listening on podcast services around the globe. This has been a really fun series. We'll be back whenever Star Wars is back in theaters for the next movie. And you can bet your ass we are going to rank that movie on this list of 11 Star Wars movies. It's kind of crazy. Tell us what we got right. Tell us what we got wrong. We would love to hear from you. Again, the show is sponsored by 26shirts.com. Check them out. To date, they've raised over $1.4 million that has gone to beneficiaries, those that need it most in our community. For John, for JT, for Tim, I'm Josiah. We really appreciate you joining us for this series. May the Force be with you. Have a wonderful night. 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 Wonderful night.